obviously there was some some cancer stuff. Like I don't know. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 Heck I, of a transition. Really guy. hell of a segue. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 157, entitled Amy Raymond. We do our very best to help everyone to not feel alone. But who's more than alone than someone with a sick child? Not many. That is one of the many great things about Amy Raymond, who will be with us at the table this week. Amy has spent much of her career raising funds for families undergoing the worst life has to offer. So pull up a chair at the table and join us. First time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and it would be great if you gave us a five-star review. Hey, Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? Being alone is the worst. Good times aren't as good, and bad times are worse when you're all alone. Romans 12.15 says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from being alone and what this podcast is all about. We demonstrate that in the first 15 minutes of the podcast, and we talk about it for the rest. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. Hey, everybody. Hey. Um, Eric. Yeah. Chris looks better this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, She does. Slide up. <laughs> I was like, wait, there's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, you found it. Um, so... Chris is fine, just not with us. Right. We're sans Chris tonight. Yeah. Um, and not with us, meaning he's still on Earth. Yes. Just... I haven't talked to him in hours. <laughs> we can either confirm or deny. That's right. And somebody's like, don't say that, because what am I... I'm like, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Like, <sighs> but, uh, so, this week, good this week... Um, we took Maggie. Actually, yeah, yeah, okay. We took Maggie to a touch a truck event. Um, touch a truck, yeah. And well, I had a bat in my head, and I was, but then I have another bat. So it touched. I thought a you truck. said bat. Yeah, I <laughs> thought you said bat too. Uh, wow. But we uh, touch a bat. But shout out to Plum High School and uh, the folks that put this event together. They had every kind of truck. It was unbelievable. Oh, uh, see, I just thought it was like a fire truck. No, they had fire. They had like touch multiple trucks. They had four fire trucks. Poor name. Uh, they had a dump truck. They had a big rig. They had a uh, like monster tow- trucks. They did not have a monster truck. I How think did they not have Daddy's Little Nightmare. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've touched that one. And um, <laughs> a, tow- a tow truck that like tows big rigs, like one of those giant big, tow big trucks. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Oh, I've had many times um, in those trucks. Yeah, it, it was it was really cool, and Maggie absolutely loved it. And still, until everybody started blowing the horns, mm. and all at once. Yeah, like eventually it just got to be too much, and she just does not do well with those sounds. That's a and lot like, of stimulus. It just got, and it got on my nerves too. Like I was just like, and I told her I was like, yeah, I don't really like it either. <laughs> but that's try- great. I was joining her with it. Yeah. You know? Um. But it was great. She lit up. It was so much fun. Um, and yeah, that that's the good and bad. It's kind of a combo because like it kind of ended in tears. Not so much, but there For was Maggie. some. Yeah, there was there was some uh, temper happening and and needed some cool off and go home and have some quiet time. Was Amy there too, or was it just you two? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was all of us, and uh, and it was great. Um, shout out to Anna Nesbitt who put it together and. Um, 
was it like a charity event? Like, did you did people donate and stuff? Or I don't know what. Honestly, I don't know what the money went to. But I mean, we oh, did so buy tickets. Okay. Yeah, it was like five, it was like five bucks a person or something yeah, like okay. that. Um, but I'm sure it did. But we just, Where's somebody's pockets? We just want to touch the trucks. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. Um, and then I'm just running on empty right now. Uh, and what's, I, what's happening tomorrow? Not that I'm, I want this to end tonight, but I'm like, after this is over tonight, I'm gonna lay my head on. I'm gonna wake up and Amy and I are going away for a couple days and cannot wait. So yeah, it'll be nice to take Maggie with you, huh? <sighs> bro. It'll be nice to not take Maggie with you. <laughs> exactly. Friday morning when we wake up to nothing, oh, it's gonna be awesome. It's a good feeling. Yeah. So I'm excited and tired. Yeah. I was talking with Amy earlier and I was like, I'm I'm je- I'm like I'm not even jealous. I'm just excited. Like you guys yeah. have had such a grind and it's like, you just get to go and the weather's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just going to sleep. Well, I think you and Rachel have been gone like two or three times since we were planning to go <laughs> the first, you know, like January, like we we're supposed to go well, away. Like and in I was January. thinking that I was sort of jealous and I'm like, yeah, we haven't been away since like January. Mm. Right. <laughs> but you mm. haven't been away in a lot longer than that. So <laughs> yeah. before that well, was only December. Didn't you guys go down to Wheeling? Yeah, that was okay. So February. Oh, I feel, like time I feel like there's another one in there. I we did know. overnight DC or downtown. We did one downtown with the homeless. That guy. That was right after December. I mean, you weren't with the homeless. When guy. Rachel <laughs> kicked my shoe at the guy that kept yeah, asking right. us for money. That was, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was right after Christmas. What? That seems like. I don't and know. then Wheeling wow. was like February. So I'm. That's why I'm fully just excited. Yeah, and then next weekend disc golf. Uh, I'm like two weekends in a row back to back. It's awesome. Let's kick off the summer. It's a way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of going away, I was at the beach. Yeah, you were. Yeah, jealous. sort of. So not, jealous. No, I mean. Oh, no. no okay, want. never mind. Just kidding. At the I'm beach not. with jeans and sweatshirts. You're jeans. right. I stand corrected on my own feelings. <laughs> I, I, was at, I was at the um, Ocean City, New Jersey beach last week. And so, you know, East Coast, Northern East Coast. And it was just, we had gale warnings. Um, it was 55 degrees. Like Abigail. It's a lady who um, lives down the street. <laughs> she's just miserable. Right. She, she just comes Gail's screaming. coming out. Get yep. the paper. Get yep. everybody back inside. <laughs> so, but uh, it, I mean, it was, it was bittersweet. We went away to, it was the last time we're going to be at my family's beach house because it's being sold. It's been in our family for like, you know, since 1951. So, and, but the, and the weather was crummy and most all the shops and everything were closed, but we had a really good time indoors. We played a bunch of games and just, you know, as a family had a really nice time. So the only one scary part is we did shake chalupa our dog and i took her down to the beach and i thought she would love the beach but it was so windy Um. that like she like and i had her off leash because she does really well off leash but we're down at the beach and i'm like come on and like i could just see her stop and like she just hunkered down and her ears went back and i'm like come on and she turned around and bolted over the dunes as fast as she (laughs) could run and like it well and like I had she to run doesn't hard. know where she is she doesn't know where no. she is and i had to run after her and then i got up over the dunes and i didn't see her oh. and so i started calling for her she ended up being like three or four doors down and eventually she came out it was all it was all fine but it was one of those moments like we just got here it's the last time i'm gonna be here and i've lost That's, my dog you don't need that memory no so and it's not as if she's you know a little poodle that everybody would call closer right being a bit of a pit bull but bit. she's so nice she is but nobody she, knows, nobody knows goes, that right no. so but it ended up well uh, and, and it ended up being a like i said kind of a bittersweet time it was good and bad um that's what bittersweet generally means thank you my, um, my eight-year-old calls it bitter sad bitter she doesn't sad? understand so she she says it's bitter sad right yeah. and i'm not going to correct her and don't anybody here <laughs> it's all correct bad. Her. change approved it's all bad. yeah Ch- thank you yes change approved but, by my 
I was speaking with your father uh-huh. and talking about the trip. Yeah, he and got emotional. Because, well, because there was the the bad weather we had, whatever it was, they left the day after. Mm-hmm. So they went through it and then ahead of it and then awesome. got it again. Oh. But I mean, he like said, run. yeah. And he said, 70 years I've been going yeah. to Ocean City. Right. Maybe not 70 in that house, but. And it was, it was just a great moment because he was real, mm-hmm. you know, and I just looked at him and it was one of those like great comfort moments because I just kind of went, yeah, <laughs> like, you know, there's no words. No. Yeah. Like it's, it's a lifetime a, and it's a good thing and it's time and it's all the things yeah, you tell yourself it really is. and you have, yeah, they're, you know, they're making more money than they spent on it and all that stuff. Yep. But it's man, the memories, the memories. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just Tuesday oh. night into Wednesday morning when we left, I just kind of went to every single spot I could and like looked specifically and remembered something from mm-hmm. where I was standing in that spot. And it, it, it hit me hard Wednesday as we were leaving. And, um, it was definitely emotional. Um, you know, you, it's the end of a chapter and that, that carries weight. So, but we've got other things going on. So, um, it was, you know, I'm glad to be back and I actually listened to the podcasts that I missed. So, yeah, it was first time for everything. Yeah, <laughs> I think it actually might have been. <laughs> well, good. And I, yeah, you say it's an end of a chapter. I mean, it's like an end of a book. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're moving on from. We it, were a chapter, like when you invited us, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, those were some good chapters. Oh man, the memories were like Amy and I were talking. It's the perfect vacation spot for families. It's fantastic, especially, especially like if you have Ju- a house down there, July or August. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Later on, it's great. June is a little chilly. Yeah. The water's a little chilly. Oh, a little chilly. I'm normally going in the water. I don't care what, what time of the year I'm there or whatever. This time I just couldn't bring myself to do it. You wow. didn't even go in. You didn't go Dude, in. it was 51 degrees. And oh. I, I just couldn't do Not it. Not even but a quick... I mean, I put, my, I, put, you. I put my feet in. Okay. Well. It was cold. Well, they can't feel anything anyway. very cold. <laughs> That's true. Brian has dead feet. <laughs> I do. Huh. I have no circulation <laughs> yes. or blood in my feet. If you're saying Seems it's cold, you put your feet in, you're saying it's, it's cold. Miracle. It must be really? Or I'm just getting old, <laughs> which I think is the case. Well, it says the guy who's putting a heater in his Well, pool. that's exactly... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's going well. Joe and Leah came over today, and we finished the trench, and we, we got everything set up. So my... Um, the, the my friend from hockey is coming over to run the gas line is coming over friday so hopefully everything's hooked up and then i'll just i just need to get suburban propane out to actually put the tank in so a couple grand and you'll be good to go yeah it's, it's actually not quite as as expensive i mean yeah the the propane tank itself is like i mean in the install is like 700 bucks with the gas which i thought was pretty reasonable yeah so. that's not bad sure yeah uh yeah. for me it's you know i had my big day sunday which was church church baptism had a long day that i kind of almost forgot about like i knew it was coming i just didn't have it have it in my calendar it's, it's a problem when you miss somebody's bet but i didn't miss it i realized it why is that baby in such a fancy dress yeah. oh, oh. so weird <laughs> very formal attire today yeah um so it's church church baptism fundraising concert volleyball banquet and it was one of those times like i used to tell our, my kids that sometimes when you're so tired and it's the end of the night or even in the evening and you only had four hours sleep or whatever. I used to call them no think days. Like there's just don't think because it's just going to go bad. Like don't think about anything else than what it's you muscle memory. Just just go. It, yeah, just in the moment, whatever's in the moment, be in the moment. Be in the moment. Don't yeah. you know? And, right. And I wasn't exhausted, but it was just like I'm going to handle this. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to go to the next one. Compartmentalizing. See, 
That's why mm-hmm. she's on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I use big words. <clears throat> it's a good word. You have to tell me what that means later. <laughs> but like, you and, compartmentalize. <laughs> oh, you defined it by using the word. I that know, is crazy. That's my favorite way to define words. <laughs> so, I, like, I walked into the gathering place at the end of church, and I'm like, hmm, it's warm in here. The air conditioning's not working. That's a tomorrow problem. <laughs> you know, went on to the <laughs> yeah. next thing, yeah. which, shout out to Ventec Heating and Cooling. They came, found that there were two pinhole leaks in the one aluminum pipe mm. outside. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're going to come back tomorrow and work on it. Okay, great. And I asked him and I said, you know, what happens if you can't? He goes, it's 50-50 if we can fix it. I said, what happens if you can't fix it? You got to replace the pipe? He goes, no, we replace the unit. Ooh. And I said, is, that under is warranty? it still under warranty? <laughs> he goes, it's only a one-year warranty. And so. So no. Right. But okay. he was able to fix it. Okay, good. And I said to him, he goes, it's working. I said, is it working and it's going to keep working <laughs> right. or is it just working? It's working because of duct tape or because it's actually right. fixed. And I said, do you have chewing gum? Yeah. And it seems to work for me on most things. So the point is, got through all the busy stuff and it's I almost have like a little ah, PTSD. Is, that's disrespectful to people. I have like PTSD, I have post-traumatic scheduling syndrome, PTSD. Whatever. Yes. Disorder. Yes. My point is like, I literally woke up Monday and I was like, all right, what do I, no. Do I have to? Um, no. I must be forgetting about, no, I'm I'm okay. See? And so, they say if you want something done, give it to someone who's busy because it'll get done because they can just go. You're a list maker, aren't you? Oh, I put things on a list after I've done them just for the satisfaction yep. of crossing them yep. off. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, and then you cross them off uh-huh. just to cross them off. Yeah. I sure do. Yeah. I sure do. Feels Brian Tracy, productive. Eat That Frog. Hmm. Anybody ever read mm-hmm. that book? No. No? No, but I heard, I know Brian oh, Tracy. And I know, I know the I, I know the uh, Eat the Frog thing. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for throwing me a lifeline. Yeah. Insincere, though it may have been. This check mix, though, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. So, one for five. Yeah, uh, but she's over four. And have you heard of? And do you know? Yeah, no. Ever heard of it? <laughs> See, ever heard of it? Hey, what are you talking about? So everybody at home knows. Okay, so there's a show. Everybody called, else at the there's, table. Well, there's say. a book called The Mysterious Benedict Society that was turned into a show starring Tony Hale, who is phenomenally mm-hmm. funny, and it is a kids show on Disney Channel, Disney Plus, whatever. Ever heard of it? Exactly. And there's a character by the name of Constance who has this little German accent, and she says that about a lot of things she'll say it's called spying ever heard of it and my soon-to-be eight-year-old likes to imitate her and actually looks a little tiny bit like her and (laughs) so it just has become a thing and so every time you say that on this podcast i laugh no one else around me laughs because no one else gets it just me and that's okay we have a different ever heard of it titusville yeah never heard of it (laughs) so amy is with us i am and i met amy do we know what year uh, 2016. 2016, the second time I spoke at Unwind. Mm-hmm. And your title then was? Associate Director of Corporate and Community Relations. Wow. I For think. Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Foundation. Found- My business card. Right. Fun run for the cure. My business yeah. card Fun was about. <laughs> right, exactly, Michael Scott. Yes, yeah. rabies. Mm-hmm. So, and then you left there in 2019. 2020. Oh, it was the beginning of 2020? Because I know it was like... It was August of 2020. Oh, oh so you did cause COVID. I, I was I was there for COVID. Mm-hmm. I So I so COVID happened. We did virtual on... We did virtual walk. Then we did virtual unwind. And six days after unwind, they said, see you later. 
I oh. did see. I already did not know yeah. that. Yeah. I, I mean, thought you left them behind. Well, you did. I did. It was a a surprise. Hmm. Um, but uh, not an altogether bad one. In the moment, very bad. Right. I mean, like yeah. in the moment, very, very bad. That like, must have been such a tough year for you, especially with yeah, that. Not so much fun. Yeah. But I started a brand new job in November. So again, in the grand scheme of life, it felt like forever that I wasn't working. Yeah. Um, especially 2020. Especially like in yeah. dog years. Um, but what was really great, the, the gift that I had was that I was able to, um, that happened in August and my girls were getting ready to go back to school in a COVID-y kind of year. So I was able to be there for that transition. Abby mm. was starting middle school. Alyssa was starting elementary school. So it just felt good to mm. be there and to be supportive of them and yeah. have a little bit of like chill time. And I knew I would find something. I just I just knew that I would um, not because I'm so marketable or talented or great, but I just had a I just had a confidence that something would happen. And lo and behold, I started working for Ronald McDonald House Charities in November. So again, oh. grand scheme of life, like three months, almost to the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really wasn't all that long. And I did have a severance and all that good stuff. But um, so it was it was good. And it's such a good environment. It's yeah. such a good I've heard good things. Great leadership. I can't say enough about my leadership, my team. Yeah. Um, I've been in the role about a year and a half and I've had the same exact team for that long. And when I was at Children's, I was hiring like every five minutes, it felt like. Mm. Not necessarily because of the cultural problems but more just the the age of the person we hired into the role it was a lot of people it was kind of like their first job so it was a stepping stone so they were moving on which you want them to do you want them to grow all that good stuff but the grind of just hiring all the time and having to start over retraining hiring and new team chemistry i mean if you have a a different person in this chair every single time consistently it it just gets a little it wears on you you're spinning wheels and not moving forward Right. Yeah, kind of sometimes, and but you, but still having the expectation of moving forward. Right. That, that was the toughest part was like, yeah. well, why aren't you like here, here and here? I'm like, well, and these are excuses. Well, it's also the reality. They're not excuses. It's the reality of the circumstance. So and your new boss, yeah, I remember you telling me, telling you to not work as much. Yeah. Yeah. She um, will send emails periodically and say like, hey, I just looked and noticed that you have X, Y, Z days of vacation. When are you planning to take them? Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, had a, a call from someone who I deem, I mean, I deem everybody important, but this person was like kind of connected important. I was off on a Friday and this woman called my personal cell phone and or texted me, I guess. And uh, it was information I thought my boss needed. She was not off. So I just screenshotted it and texted it to her and said, hey, just wanted to let you know this happened. And she said, that's great. And then in all caps, please stop working. No more texting or emailing. Go enjoy your family. Yeah. Are you kind of a workaholic? Like, um, I was raised in a workaholic culture mm. professionally. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I have PTSD. And again, I don't like to say that flippantly and disrespectful, but I do think that there are multiple kinds of stress that can linger sure. and kind of stay on you like a stink. And sure. that is one for me where I had bosses that just, they didn't care about your your desire to create a balance. And I don't think balance is something that you find. It's not like you can, it's not on an end cap and target and it's not, you know, right. on the third aisle from the left and giant eagle, you have to create it. And right. I had lots of managers who didn't really support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that there's a difference between being allowed to do something and being encouraged mm-hmm. to do something. Mm, yeah. So they might talk like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next breath they're emailing you at 10 o'clock at night and at 10 05 texting you, why didn't you respond? Right. There's a difference between being allowed yeah. and encouraged mm-hmm. yeah and i'm in an, an environment now where i'm very much encouraged if not That's mandated awesome. yeah. kind of right. yeah i mean yeah. kind of well before we go too deep 
it's a good place the, to be. The professions, which there are intricacies of both, because it's you know, we talk about the fact that you're providing for people in their greatest hour of need, but you don't always get to see that either. And yeah. so I want to look into that later. But yeah. tell me, because I know you since 2016. These guys know you since 816 um, this evening. Right. What What was life like growing up? Where were you from? What was What was home like? What was home life like? Uh, so I was actually born in New York. Hmm. Uh, and my it's a big state. Which part? Binghamton. Ever heard of it? Yeah, I have. It's the tightest in New York. Uh, <laughs> bigger. Um, Whoa! Uh, Shots so, fired, Chris. So, uh, yeah, he's not even here to defend himself. Poor guy. Sorry. Uh, so, sorry, not sorry. I said sorry with quotes. Uh, so, I was born in Binghamton. My dad's job took them there. I have an older sister, and the four of us moved back to Pittsburgh, where both my parents were born and raised. Um, we moved back when I was only three and a half, so I don't remember mm-hmm. anything of New York. And every now and again, I'll slip up and say, like, yep, Pittsburgh, born and raised. And my mom will say, you were not. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we lived east of the city pretty much my whole life. Um, again, older sister, just, just the four of us, mom, dad, sister. Um, sister now lives in Cleveland. Um, uh, well, I know. Never it's heard actually, of it. Yeah, right. It's actually kind of. <laughs> Parts cool, of it are fine. It's kind of a cool city. <laughs> it is if you a don't mind, If you don't it's mind that it's Cleveland and you were born to like right. learn to not to like Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. In that, uh, that song, Cleveland Sucks or whatever, when he was like, the flats, we're on fire. Yeah. The, I know the song, but I, I can't remember. Wasn't the whole it? Thing. Uh, um, yeah, the, yeah, they did set Lake Erie on fire. Our or the Cuyahoga set. River, one of the two. Well, no, but it was later than that. Our, our, our main export is depression. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's a good song. Yeah. Unless uh, you're from Cleveland. True. So but they do have Michael Simon. Sorry. No. I'm so I I don't know. I mean that What did was, your so, dad do? <laughs> this is great. My dad because <laughs> he worked for Oscar Meyer. Oh yeah. He worked for well and my maiden name, which my maiden name is Jumba. So no. when you're Mm-hmm. So when your dad works for Oscar Mayer and your last name is Jumba, when you get to middle school, the boys think it's really funny to put baloney on your locker. So I would have <laughs> slices of Jumbo. Jumbo. I'm Jumbo. Um, but fun fact. So when my dad was working for Oscar Mayer, he had a connection to the Wienermobile. And the two people who drive the Wienermobile are, in fact, called hot doggers. Mm. And these two particular hot doggers were Julie and Jonathan, and they were lovely and fun individuals. And not only did that Wienermobile arrive in my driveway of my parents' home to take my sister to homecoming. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) My sister and I had the great pleasure of riding in, actually, atop the Wienermobile in the Columbus Day Parade through the streets of downtown Pittsburgh. Wow. I mean... Was it with pride or was it with... Yeah. Yeah. No, Columbus Day Parade. Yeah. Not the pride. Yes. Yeah, this was pre-pride. But yes, I was very proud. Absolutely. Very, very proud. It was last year. What's in the Wienermobile? There are seats. Is it like a bus, kind of like a bus thing situation? Kind of, but it's very like concave, concave, convex. So it's kind of, yeah. Nobody knows. Are the seats like on the like the side? Or are they facing forward? They're facing forward. There's okay. like a driver's like seat. Rows. There's a. It's almost like a bus when you get on. So there's yeah. like one seat. Yeah. I, I think there's only like one seat in the in the cockpit. cockpit. Yeah. And then four, of the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> uh, right, four year olds. Knock it yeah. off. You can't help it. Oh, is that what you true. thought we meant? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> My mind's in the gutter. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I was sure. just trying to get the, put these things <laughs> together. <laughs> the facts That's is correct. Just yeah. craziness. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, Norwin so, School District. Um, oh, sorry. 
Wow. I'm sorry. Shots fired back. I'm sorry. Penn Trafford. Oh, you're born and bred PT. No, no. I, well, I grew up. Born I grew, no, New York. Actually, Binghamton. Born and bred. I was born in New York. <laughs> right. I moved back. I actually attended and graduated from Franklin Regional High oh, School. Oh, Franklin. Okay. That's what I meant. I knew yeah. it was one of the bad schools near PT. Sure. Right. It's that. Yeah. <laughs> Blue and yellow. Blue and yellow. Right. Think no they're Panthers. better than they are. Yeah. And that's why I often will. I mean, it was a great school, but I has that reputation and people are like, ugh. Franklin Regional. So when Franklin Regional, my girls are a Penn Trafford. We're, we're warriors, not warriors. Mm. Which is a total which lie. I... Which is a total <laughs> lie. Because worrying is one of my superpowers. <laughs> Take a note on that. Um, Less super, more power. We have a controversy here in Penn Hills. We have many of them. No, you don't say. One of them is, should we get rid of the Indians nickname? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because my school district figured, you know what? This seems like the right time to do it. Everything. I mean, you've been into PR and stuff like that. And you think, why not wake up an alumni base who is just indifferent and make them angry? That's Yeah, it's a really strong strategic move. So right after that, we played at Penn Trafford. And I've been to Penn Trafford a ton of times. Did they do the warrior chop chant? They did not. But I walked into the gym forgetting the five foot tall wooden statue of, in fact, a Native American, it's indigenous, like a c- if you will, cigar warrior. shop. Yes, mm-hmm. like um, and I was like, boy, they ain't they ain't hiding from that at all, my man. They're like, yep, that's who we are out here. They did. Um, they did not change the mascot, but they did get rid of the use of the face on a lot of things. Like we used to have like an, an Indian face mm-hmm. on a lot of like t shirts and stuff, and that they don't use anymore. And I don't, I don't remember if they got rid of. I haven't really seen much of the arrow these days but i haven't also really, I told, really paid attention when it first came up a couple of years ago i told people that the arrow that goes right across our football field and through our gymnasium through the ph it's actually i believe the part that crosses the h yeah. i said that that's in fact the arrow that points to equality and god bless their hearts these high school girls were like oh that is really sweet <laughs> <laughs> i was like i wouldn't share it yeah, exactly. Don't tell anybody I told you that. Cause. Well, that, that's why you always listen to teenagers when they rail about stuff is because they're so well informed and they do nothing but make sound decisions and have a breadth of knowledge. Right. Yeah, I was just about to say from a very smart and educated place. Right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We should always listen to people younger than us. For sure. They know. So they you and your know. sister who is older or younger. I She's stop. older. She's three and a half years older. Ooh, And a good relationship growing up mm, or about yeah. like you'd expect uh, with three and a half like years. About like you'd expect, but. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Very different. She was way more the athlete. I was way more the study nerd. So different. Um, but yeah, good relationship. Friend groups didn't clash. Mm, no. Didn't even know each other. Not really. Yeah. Not really. I mean, a little bit of overlap where like where, when her friends would come over, they would want me to hang out with them and be like, because I was like the little sister, like, oh, let her play. And my sister was like, mm-hmm. no, this is. So there was a little bit of that. But now yeah, we were two separate. And how about now? kind of the same our lives are just so different she's our lives we're just different like she's we have different personalities and different ways of expressing our personalities yeah Um, how so i'm a lot chattier she's real funny though she's real real funny and And you're funny looking she's no no. she's very funny and i know that's another superpower she's she's (laughs) just um I don't know how to explain it. She, we're just she's um, she's more reserved. Once you get to know her, she's hilarious and she's crazy and she's goofy. But she's also like she's fiercely independent, which I am to an extent. But 
her independence, she's lives on her own. She's not married. She doesn't have kids. So she's independent in that way as mm-hmm. well. Like not just independent. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself, but independent. I am doing it she's myself. Capital I independent. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, and we just have different interests. She's uh, she's into rowing, like big time into rowing. Hmm. She rows on the rivers in Cleveland all the time. She she reads beyond. I mean, like she could build furniture out of all the books she's read. Just like hmm. she reads like a crazy. She's person. probably read a book about making furniture. From probably the book has. She's read. She probably has. She's <laughs> made a coffee table book. I don't know, but um, I mean, I like to read too, but it's not nearly to the same extent that she reads. She doesn't have the the breadth of TV knowledge you might have. Perhaps not. Yeah. Perhaps not. Um, she's. We do have a lot of, I mean, we're both very into sports. We're both, you know, family oriented in that regard, but just different. And what was mom and dad like growing up? Like who was, oh, okay. The disciplinarian? Yeah. yeah. They're they're great. They're all, I mean, I have a wonderful relationship with my parents and I had a really um, great gift to be. So my sister and I are three and a half years apart, as I said. So she was the only child until she was three and a half. I got to be the only child when she went away to college. So I had my parents' undivided attention at a different point in my mm-hmm. life. So I think that hmm. was a unique experience and a different perspective on being friends with my parents and mm-hmm. having that kind of a relationship. Um, my dad, my mom went back to work full time when I think I was in maybe second grade. But again, I don't really remember too much prior to that. So it's not like I have memories of like, we were home together every day and we made Play-Doh from scratch. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we did. I don't know. But I don't remember it. So I so I don't feel like I remember. Missing a, it. Right. A time when it was like, oh, now mom works and this is different. Right. Um, my dad traveled quite a bit for work. Um, so he, but I definitely, re- they were always present at dance recitals chorus concert i mean we did a, we did a lot of dick steiner in murraysville after yeah. chorus concert i mean dick that was pretty, yeah action. i had to go for pie after you know after chorus concerts did they um, close are they no they're, they're like open, open. weird hours yeah, it's, it's only for like hours. breakfast and lunch okay. I think. something yeah, yeah. it's kind of sad um but they were always there always present um mom was more of the disciplinarian than dad um for sure in fact we we were just talking the other day that if my dad would ever get mad my sister and i would just laugh because we were like what is happening like <laughs> not you know like you know you, when you're trying to discipline your kid and you get the giggles but like we were just so stunned that we were like yeah. and he never he would like never swear so every now and again he'd be like damn it amy and i'd be like oh what in the world and then he'd be like jen jen he just dad just said damn it and like that was funnier and then I was, and she's like well why are you in trouble i'm like oh yeah probably but i don't know <laughs> but I don't dad know. swore so but it's dad all swore so i mean that's go, go, that's what's going to my diary tonight. So, <laughs> but no, they're they're good people. They're really good people. And you still have them both. I do. And I how do. are they as grandparents? Oh my gosh, that's probably way more fun than having them as parents because I again I don't remember being eight like super well. <clears throat> so to watch them with Alyssa and you know grandparents are just different because they're they're more relaxed and it's it's a different you know responsibility level and a different understanding and and all of those things. So it, they're just they're awesome. My Mom was working full time, and right around the time I had Abby, um, she was. She likes to say she was retired. It was sort of like an optional, but not quite optional, very bizarre set of circumstances. And so the intention was that she was going to watch Abby just for a little while, and that turned into a real, real long time. Um, partially because Abby was born on July twenty first, which is my late grandmother's birthday, my mom's mom. They were born on the same day, and several years apart haha and uh in february of the following year my grandmother passed away Hmm. and my mom was watching abby and i think 
I, I it's probably way too profound to say like Abby saved my mom's life because I don't think my mom was going to like wither up and die when her mom died. But I think having that different sense of purpose mm-hmm. was really important for her. And and also Abby being seven, eight months old, I mean, you know, seven, eight months, they're getting personality and they're getting a little bit mobile and they're just fun to interact with. And so I think that was a huge godsend in a lot of ways. Um, and to this day, Abby and my mom are like thick as thieves. Like mm-hmm. they actually were out last night. Um, my mom said, it's, you know, Tuesday night, you don't have any activities. Do you want to, a nunny and Abby and Alyssa date and Alyssa didn't want to go. And Abby said, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And you know, and that's, but that's Alyssa. Alyssa's just like, nope, not into it. Mm-hmm. So Abby said, can I go? Can it just be me? My mom's like, yeah, absolutely. So they, you know, out they go. And they're again, grandparents, like Abby wanted to go to five below. I would rather put a poker in my eye to go to five below but my mom's like sure let's go and they were in five below for probably 45 minutes just like wandering that's and like i you know that's a great connection it's such a good very special very meaningful it's very special yeah absolutely so you graduate from not norwin not penn trafford that's correct but the panthers of franklin regional rar and (laughs) what significantly happens in the next period of your life and that's not a loaded question. I'm just saying, yeah, okay, no, maybe I, you just went to college or... I did. Know. I went to I went to Elon College in North Carolina, which is now Elon University, but it will always be Elon College to me. Um, and I was listening to the, the guest you had on last week about wanting a fresh start. And that was, that was me. I wanted to... I was not a fan of my high school experience all mm. around. Some parts were amazing. Ashley. Yeah. 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 Sorry. How come? I didn't feel like I fit anywhere. Mm. I was one of those people who was friends with multiple different kinds of people, but high school gets, as you know, very clicky. So there's like this group and this group and this group. And I didn't feel like I had like a group. I mean, I played softball, but I, even that, I, I don't feel like I was like, oh my gosh, all my softball girls. Like I got along with them and we were fine. We were good teammates, but like. We weren't hanging out 24-7. You were like the satellite that would revolve around other people's orbits. I I just like kind of flitted around. And part of that is I'm, I mean, I kind of figured this out like later in life. I don't, I don't like labels. There's so many things about us as individuals that are just out there. Like that you can't not identify, right? We're too complicated. Right. Or too complex. Right. I like I don't have glasses on my face. I do have glasses. Like there's just so many things that so I don't like labels. So I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm I'm a nerd. I'm a jock. I'm a this. I'm Mm -hmm. a that. Like I just I'm a friendly person. I'm me. Where'd that come from? I don't know. I I really I mean, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I played sports growing up, so I was always part of a team. So it's not like I had a problem associating with I guess it's more of just like I don't like to be defined or pigeonholed. Or, and part of it too is the perception of whatever that is. Like I'm saying, I don't want to be a nerd. There's nothing wrong with being a nerd. I, I mean, I know nerd has a bad connotation. But you're but more than that. Correct. I'm more than that. But also, you might define nerd as someone who's, you know, geeky and mm-hmm. computer smart or whatever. And that's not what I am. But you say nerd, and this is your definition sure. of it. So it, because I didn't want to be beholden to your definition of nerd versus your definition, I just I don't know. But I just I don't like labels. So when you and your sister were very different growing up, yeah, and today, yeah. But growing up, did your parents celebrate that difference and so into both of your lives that way? Yes. And was that? Would you say they valued that, or just sort of what they did? I they valued it. My dad, um, so my dad was a sales manager. So we often we'd be like, Dad, 
don't manage me, parent me. I'm not one of your reps. I'm your daughter. <laughs> because he would, he's very pragmatic and he's very like mm-hmm. methodical. I mean, he's sure. caring and loving and all of those things, but right. he's just very logical all right. the time. When did you recognize that though? Because that's a pretty good look for somebody that is, I oh. mean, were you in your teens or? No, I, I was 40. I was 10. You recognize something like that at 10 years old. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, one of the greatest lessons he taught me, there, I was, I mean, this is so funny to think back on now because I have a 12 year old and she's just dabbling in this kind of thing. And I was 10 and I had a heartbreak because there was this boy and hmm. he was just not paying me any attention to me. I was 10. I mean, like, what in the wild, wild west was that about? My dad, <laughs> I remember him saying to me, it, it's like a bar of soap and the harder you try to hold on to it, the more it's going to slip right out of your hands. So just relax. And you know, mm-hmm. glad that he was like trying to get me to date this kid at 10 years old. Yeah. He was like, just teaching stop you a life for- lesson though. Yeah. And also like stop trying to force a f- whatever it was, whether it was a friendship mm-hmm. or really whatever right. it was. Um, but um, you asked a question about, did they celebrate our differences? And Oh, Oh, my dad would talk often about <clears throat> fair and equal are not the same word. Mm-hmm. And people often use them mm-hmm. synonymously and they're not the same word. So mm-hmm. he treated us fairly, which is not to say he treated us equally. Like if Jen needed more of my dad's attention for something, she got it. It was if, all relevant to correct, the individual. Correct. Like yeah. Jen played soccer all the way through, like from the time, I don't know, she probably played soccer in the womb. I don't know. But she played all the way through college. How'd that ball? Seriously. Crazy. <laughs> Ask my mom. Crazy talented. I uh, went to a small school, very tiny school, but they, not but, and they won their college championship all four years that she was there. I remember going, it was five and a half hours from home. We my dad loves to drive. We would get up in the morning, get in the car, drive five and a half hours to her college, watch her soccer game, take her out to dinner and drive five and a half oh hours home goodness. in the same day. That's Ocean City. And That's you're in high school. In a day. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. And like you're in high school with other things to do. Yeah. 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 We graduated um, 11 days apart her from college me from high school wow. but so i just remember like so a lot of my childhood was was growing in the up car in the car <laughs> but also like watching her play soccer and i played yeah. softball and so we were opposite seasons so like it it worked and like i never really felt short changed like oh, i'm not gonna be able to do this because we have to go to a soccer tournament I mean, every now and again, I'm sure I was a petulant little kid about it. Like, I didn't win games sure. because me, me, me. It wasn't about me in the moment. But that they were, I mean, Jen was pursuing her thing. And that was that was fine. And and I, I mean, I was proud. I mean, I can remember standing up in bleachers and like yelling, like, don't push my sister. And like, whatever. Like, just I would get really fired up to watch her play. She's really good. That's yeah. such commitment. Like, I'm just thinking about Ethan has a hockey tournament in, in uh, um, down in New Stanton tonight, uh, <laughs> this this Saturday, f- first games at eight eight thirty, and uh, wow. it's an hour drive. So we get up at we have to be out of the house by seven. And I'm like, you're doing hockey match. Do you you're wanna, going backwards. Do you want to quit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, how serious are you about hockey? He's like, you don't want to go to my game. I'm like, it's not what I said. How <laughs> old is he? Can he drive himself yet? <laughs> I mean, he could drive. No, it's. It, I, I'm excited to do it, um, but Absolutely. not that kind of five and a half hours i mean we, that was not twice. like an that's, everyday thing but, but that happened still, that's, a handful of times yeah that's well, a and like and I, I remember one time i mean like like dishonesty here but like i think i i don't know i probably called in sick to school and i remember my it was like 
that her school is in Virginia, so it was considerably warmer most of the time. And my mom's like, don't get sunburned. You cannot go back to school tomorrow with sunburn. <laughs> they will wonder what happened to you. You cannot get sunburned. Mom, I'm like, thanks for caring about my skin. It's really about like whether the truant officer is going to call you. Because those are big time at Franklin. Let me tell you, they, I mean, they will knock your door yeah, down. They're yeah, they big come truancy out, they folks out come there. out you with a 24-carat thing to bang on your door. And, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone makes fun of Franklin for being bougie. Yes. Um, but also you said that, hey, high school was great because you got to be the only child. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Except when you had to drive 11 hours in a given day. But the rest of the time was great. So yeah, mom but did, that, I didn't, I honestly didn't oh, mind that. You, well, right. I mean, like, because it was a road trip. And, and it you was loved just, your sister. And, well, and she was really good. So, like, there's a little bit of, like, puff up your chest. Like, that's my sister. Like, I know her. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm with the band. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of thing. So, not that that like translated and anything but it but it made me feel good like i was really proud of her she's mm-hmm. really good and then you went to elon college i did i went to elon college and i found it kind of by accident my i visited many of the schools that my sister visited because we would coordinate that as like part of our summer vacation like we're going to the beach but we're gonna stop at six colleges on the way so you guys did like beach trips together yeah okay that's yeah. cool and we uh my sister went to visit elon i got ferociously car sick on that particular trip and did not make it to the visit. So when my dad and I were going to look at schools for me, the joke was, you want to stop at Elon and then you can check off like another school you visited. And it kind of was a joke. So we went and it was on the way to where we were headed anyway. So we went and we parked the car and I got out and I took about five steps and I was like, this is where I'm going to school. Hmm. My dad said, okay, funny. Ha ha ha. He's like, no, for real. (laughs) This is it. I'm done. Like, this is where I'm going. He's like, do you even know? And I was like, and I had this book that had all the different things that we needed to know about college. And I like opened it to the Elon page. I was like, it has this and this and this and this. And long story short, you just I, made your decision. And that I was made it. my decision. And I mean, was- there were other factors that went into it after that. But that was sure. like that moment that I was like, this is where I'm going. And I applied early decision. It's good decision. to put a stake in the ground, you know? Yeah. I applied early decision back in the days when you could do that and like still get out of it. Like I think now it's like a truly like a binding. Con- I mean, you would know, you've, but it's like a binding contract. Mm-hmm. But in any Jill event. only picked one school. Yeah, see, and that's what I did. I applied early decision, and my mom was like, do you want to apply anywhere else? I was like, no. I'm like, I'll find out soon enough, and if I don't get in, I'll have time to do something Scramble. else. I have got in on October, like, 15th or something of my senior year. Just coasted like, the rest of your senior bye year. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's not true. That's not how I roll. It's not how you roll. That's not how I roll. That's how I roll. <laughs> that's how you rolled. Sometimes, you roll I, sometimes I wish every nah. now and again, I was like, I don't want to be responsible anymore. Just for like a minute. And then I'm like, that's so silly. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Nobody else could be responsible no. for me. So, yeah. So I went to Elon. Um, incredible formative years. All the all the things you talk about, you know, like best four years. I wouldn't say best four years of my life because that makes me like best four years are behind me. But um, phenomenal school experience. Just wow. Phenomenal. I, I just, I loved everything about Which it. Which is great considering high school was good. Mm-hmm. I think it was the fresh start, I think, because, I, again, remember, I have an older sister, and I had some teachers who sure, sure. would call me Little Jumba, and I had teachers who would call me Jennifer, even though that wasn't my name, and, sure. like, they would ask me why I don't play soccer, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm my own person, like, what is wrong right. with you? So, um, having a fresh start, I mean, I could be, do, say, I could just, I was whatever, and, mm-hmm. and I, there was also, like, a pride of, like, I was eight hours away from home and like yeah. doing it and independent. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was doing my thing. I was capital I independent. I mm-hmm. need you to hang out with my Bella. I would love to. Because Bella's just all about, she's like, I want to go away to school far enough away where I don't know anybody. Yeah. And that when I come home, it actually means something. I heard you say that the other day. Yeah. And I was like, what a profound way to put it. And 
she'll probably come home and like oh, I opened like every cabinet like oh my mom's like that is the pantry where the, the Tupperware lives what is so exciting I'm like I don't know it's just cabinets like it's really cool it just looks so different <laughs> um but I loved it and I I made some amazing relationships in fact I'm still very you'll appreciate this Jay oh I'm very close to um he was at the time he was the chaplain of the college I was his teaching assistant for three years we have a um, at Elon, there is something that's an extended orientation process for all freshmen called Elon 101. And it's through the first semester of your freshman year. And you learn all different things about the town and the college and just life stuff. Like one of the first Elon 101s that I went to as a student, we got a tour of where the police station was and where the hospital was. And they're like, I know that sounds silly, but like, heaven <laughs> forbid. Kind of important. Like, truly, like if you think yeah. about it, like what what could happen? And then you're in a moment of panic. And so... Mm. Um, so he invited me to be his teaching assistant and we just have been bonded ever since. We actually, Mark and I flew him up to Pittsburgh to marry us when we got married. Oh, nice. Um, cause I, I grew up going to church, but not having the greatest relationship with church and definitely didn't have a priest that I was like, that's my guy. That's father Bob. And I love father Bob and he's always there. And, but Richard was that thing. And, um, I still call him chaplain, even though he's no longer a chaplain. And he's like, you have to call me Richard. I'm like, I can't. I can't. And uh, Abby calls him chapter because she couldn't remember chaplain. <laughs> I had, yeah, when she met him. So she calls him chapter. But Aww. yeah, he's a good dude. And then where does Mark come into the picture? Um, Mark and I are a blind date success story. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. crazy. So Be- we... Before I, Tinder and stuff? I was yeah, going to say... Way before. I'm old. Way before. Actually, I'm not old. Well, I'm older than you, so I'm old. Um, so Mark and I met, so I went to Elon, graduated, got a job in North Carolina, hated it. The job or North Carolina? The job. Okay. But I refused, you'll find this real hard to believe. I refused to graduate college without a job. I was like, if I'm going to walk across that stage and they're going to call my name and I worked really hard for four years, I'm going to be employed. Not going to be one of those kids who just drifts around. Going to have a job. So I got a job and I hated it. But I was doing the thing and I was living on my own. I had a great little apartment and it was super great. And most of my friends moved away. Like they graduated and went home or they went wherever. So I was like truly honest to goodness, making it on my own. And I had volunteered for an organization when I was in high school and kept in touch with the director. And he called me. What was that organization? Ready for this one? Western Pennsylvania Caring Foundation for Children. Whoa. Yep. Real long. And you and your long acronyms. <laughs> I know. I just, it's just I, sometimes I'm like, I just want to, I don't know. So work for Acme. Right. Or Aflac. So I kept in touch with him. He called me one day and he's like, how you doing? I was like, oh, great. You know, putting on the fake, like, don't tell my mom and dad I'm miserable because I hmm. hate my job. Hmm. This is the best decision I made. I love it. I'm great. He was like, oh, really? He's like, that's okay. That's interesting. Cause he's like, we have a, a, a job here at the foundation. And I just thought, I was like, I'll take it. Seriously. I was like, <laughs> more about this job I'm like what, what would i be doing i might have a friend that's interested right yeah. right yeah that was that was pre-asking for a friend so long story short i took that job i moved back on uh new year's day 2000 my dad bless his heart drove down to north carolina in a u-haul to help me pack up my apartment and move me home and i lived at home for a little while and i got involved with the clo ambassadors I don't even know if they're still a thing, but they were at the time. They were like young, like it was a networking arm, which sounds real weird, networking arm of the CLO to like go out and be an ambassador mm-hmm. and be like, you should go to the shows. They're amazing. Come to the shows. And they had mm-hmm. a wine tasting event at the Duquesne Club as a fundraiser so every many year. full circles. Right? So, right? I didn't even, wow. <laughs> Mind blown. 
So I was working on the committee and the night before the event, I was at work and the co-chair of the event called me and she's like, hey, you're coming to the thing tomorrow. Yeah. And she said, you, you bring anybody? And I said, my mom and dad. And she said, no, I'm like, are you seeing anybody? And I was like, uh, no. She's like, because I have this, never forget how she said it, male friend of mine. I was like, thanks for clarifying. Whatever. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with No, that. not at all. But I was like, uh-huh. It was just an odd way to put it. This male friend of mine I'd like to introduce you to. And I was like, cool. All right. Whatever. Didn't really think too much more of it. And then the next night I was working and I'm like knee deep in registration and trying to like make the line move. And she comes over. She's like, oh, my God, Amy, this is Mark. And I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I'll find you later. Like kind of blew, <laughs> kind of blew him off. And uh, he'll, yeah, he, the favorite, his if he's listening, he's laughing because his favorite part of the story is fast forward the whole rest of the night. Like we found each other throughout the evening in the room. Like, hey, how are you? Talking, chit-chatting. And then a bunch of us went out to a now defunct club on the... I guess it's in the cultural district. It was Dow's on 9th. Do you guys, anybody remember that? It was Dow's. Dow's. D-O-W-E-S. It was a jazz club. Mm-hmm. Like, who was I? When, like, 21, 2, whatever, going to a jazz club. But it was this cool jazz club. And I guess on mm-hmm. Friday nights, they had, like, salsa, maybe. They had something funkier than jazz. Not that jazz isn't funky. Jazz is not funky. I mean, it has its moments. So we go to Dow's, and we're hanging out, and there's this group of us, whatever. And I don't know. I And I promise you, I had not had too much to drink, if anything, because I was working. So I really wasn't thinking about that. But I decided to give Mark my number. And I was like, the ball is in your court. And I gave him my number. And I, I've never done something like that before, ever, ever. And then his favorite part of the story, Mark, if you're listening, you can say it together. I then went home with my parents. And he thinks that's just hilarious because my dad came over. He's like, we're leaving. And I was like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> so that's how we met. And we've been together ever since. And how long until wow. you got married? Three years. So you did the year and a half date, year and a half engage? Mm-mm. No. No, we no. got we got engaged on Easter Sunday. Aw. Uh, the day before I started at ESPN, ironically, and married that October. So April to October. So we were married, engaged for five months. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really wanted a fall wedding and I really didn't want a long engagement. So I was yeah. like, I either, I give up one of those two things and I... We had been together for three years, and I was like, "We can make this work. Like, we'll we'll figure out the, you know." And really, it should be more about the marriage than the wedding. So I, you know, you made some lists. Yeah, we gave my parents fifty, his parents fifty, and us fifty, and we we're like, "That's the cap," as opposed to being like, "Bring back your list," and then we're like, "Well, now how do you cut?" We just said fifty, 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 and mm-hmm. we wanted. Oh, okay. We refused our one of our rules for our wedding was we did not want to have any introductions. So everybody, I mean, potentially like. <clears throat> You could have introduced yourself to Brian at the table, but the idea was that Mark and I were not going to be introduced. Like, I didn't want to be like, oh, and Amy, this is blah, 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 blah. Like, if, if you're you don't my... know him, you didn't qualify. Correct. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, that's fair. It's kind of baller. Yeah. Well, yeah. At your wedding, you get to do what you want. That's right. right. It was one heck of a party. I loved it. We had so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. So you were married, we were just saying 2003. Mm-hmm. So, oh. yeah, coming up on 19 years. 20's right around the corner. I know. <laughs> I know. Keep planting that seed. Hopefully, Mark's still listening. Yeah, hopefully. It could be as nice as Rachel and mine. Dinner at the Oakmont, or in Oakmont, and then uh, 
She got stomach cramps from the oh. cauliflower. <laughs> we went to go to uh, the spot of our first kiss, and it was in North Park, which was closed by the time we got there. So we went to Sheets and went home. That sounds pretty um, real great. life. I was, like that. It real was life. very real. It was I mean, times. you know, sometimes the expectation is way too hyped. It's like, yeah. you know. But then later on that year, we uh, celebrated in Pimatuming. So really, it worked out well. Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know how you go from Sheets to Pimatuming, but hats off to the Mitlows. Route 8. Okay. <laughs> in my car, dummy. Uh, so your so, career has been centered around fundraising. Yep. I want to hear about ESPN for a, for a second. But before we get to the fundraising, what did you do for ESPN? I sold air. Oh, yeah. I sold air. Make all the time. I do. I was in radio sales. Not an for, easy job. No. In a, uh, let's list them, down economy on an AM station that loses its signal strength after dark and um, it's not rated, and it's also got one of the most polarizing figures. Was that ESPN eight fifty like around here? Twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Who? Mm-hmm. Mark Madden. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 Polarizing. That would be the way you would describe him. Also, there's the internet to compete against. Mm, not so much at that time. I mean, sort of like serious. Was, oh, I guess this. You're saying like this, this was is in like two thousand. Three, yeah, so almost yeah, twenty years ago, yeah, yeah, because gotcha, yeah, so the, yeah. yeah people so, are still still with the dial up, yeah. Although, I mean, we did have Sirius was a thing, and my husband had just recently gotten Sirius, and I was like, you do realize that I sell commercials, and you are buying something that is all about not having commercials. You do <laughs> well, for realize. a minute it was about not having commercials. Well, that's true. That's true for a but minute. Yes, that was not good support. It was not, but that's okay because he didn't. You know, it's it's fine. It he went, out. No, I didn't know that. You went okay. Mm-hmm, pretty much yeah but it was great it was it was the perfect job at that point in my life and i had some incredible experiences i was here here i was at espn when the open came to oakmont i was mm. at espn when the steelers went to the super bowl in detroit uh that was a harrowing trip in more ways than one i was here when the all-star game came to pittsburgh mm-hmm. um so it just a lot of and just the the relationships i mean when you we were literally there were probably eight sales reps in a space about this size so you were forced to be literally in the trenches with these people. Mm, and yeah. it, it taught me a lot about having thick skin. It taught yeah. me a lot about rejection. Yep. It taught me, um, I, I still have some really great friendships to this day that I made in those years. And one of, actually one of, this is real crazy. One of my, I'd say best friends, but I, I don't whatever, closest friend, someone I talk to on a very regular basis is someone I've never actually met. Um, but I was trying to get, Guinness on the air for the great Guinness toast to Mm. be part of ESPN's lineup. And I contacted someone locally and they said, no, all of our ad stuff is done out of Cincinnati. You need to call this agency. And I called the agency and lo and behold, I met Sarah over the phone 20 some years later, 19, whatever it is, years later, we talk three, four, five times a week and we've never actually met one another. Wow. You guys crazy. are pretty close. I mean, if she's Cincinnati, that's like five and a half hours. It's yeah. like, to get, you, get your dad to drive you out there. <laughs> I know. And back in a day. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not getting Skyline Chili, whoever said that last time. That's that was me. Oh. I know. I know. Nobody likes it. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. And that's fine. To yeah. each his own. Yeah. Or yeah, her. So, well, that's true. Well, I was saying his because he, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> be careful so then you moved on to then you moved on to the um heart association yeah yeah cared about your ticker for a minute 
<laughs> just for a minute. <laughs> not still do. Are. I still do, but whatever. You still uh, care about kids going to CLO. You still care. I about do. Sports, I care about all of it. I care, yeah, I definitely care about sports. Speaking of sure. kids, though, like I want to understand, like you, like tell me how t- how you guys connected. Um, I mean, obviously there was some some cancer stuff like i don't know i don't know how to do this so, I, I, okay. heck of a transition Real good. hell of a segue so especially th- that's when i started those, wait. with that with how we met well kind of sure kind of sort of that's going to yeah, be one of those mind. like before the show starts where you're going to be like i don't drops. know how to do this yeah uh, that's, okay sorry technical term guy <laughs> so i'm pretty tech yeah so yeah so we met when jay was the featured speaker at an event for which I was partially mm-hmm. responsible. Kelly was still in the picture at that time. Ah, uh, Kelly. Kelly. Was that the unwind? She has three kids now. You know that? And they're all Ds. Dev, I'm going to get their names wrong. Dorian, Damien, that's not, I don't know. Anyway, yes, that was unwind. That was the unwind. D'Souza. Yes. It's the last one. Might be. Hmm. DeBrickashaw. So, <laughs> it's a great name. Mm-hmm. We, we thought about naming Ethan that. We oh. kicked it around. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to name Joe Shadrach. Ah. That didn't happen either. Sorry. Um, they have a great Christmas light display. So, anywho, Shadrax, doesn't it? Isn't that the Christmas thing up in Butler or something? You need to look it up. Okay. Ever heard of it? <laughs> so, um, that's how we met. And I really can't remember. I've been really trying to rack my brain how Cougar Town came to be. Because it was... So, in fundraising, obviously, as within a lot of jobs, but it's, it's all about relationships and it's mm-hmm. all about, you know... And I, as Jay alluded to earlier, like, I don't always shy away from saying what I think. And sometimes I forget that you don't know me very well. And I just, like, blurt things out. So I'm pretty certain that I probably blurted and then went, like, oh, God almighty. Like, I'm just meeting this man. He's telling us about his incredible journey with children's and this ending that is less than ideal, to put it mildly. And I'm thinking, like... I mean, this is first meeting, first meeting. And I'm like, I don't know how to take this guy. Because again, now I also don't know who I am. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. This guy could break at any second. Right. And so I probably made some like really like asinine comment about I don't I don't remember. But we figured out that we both watched Cougar Town and Mm. ever heard of it. I have. They've, They've all tried it. Uh, Brian hasn't even tried it, I don't think, have you? Oh, get uh, on board. I have board. tried the ones that you've fed to me. And Eric has tried it, and he came to the conclusion it's a far better show when I recite it than if he watches it. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's true. All right. I've never had the pleasure of you reciting. Well, no, because but, you you are I, of a elevated status in <laughs> understanding of humor <laughs> and life. Right. Because Cougar Town is the perfect snapshot of both friendships and family and emotional needs. And you get it, but they don't. Well, and the thing is, we'll be out. And you'll be like, you know what that is? And we're like, Cougar Town reference. <laughs> and then he'll explain it. And it's hilarious. And then, like, if I were to watch the show, I'm like, eh. Yeah. I don't know that I have as many Cougar Town references memorized as you no do. The, no, nobody but on this I, earth does. It's a good, and you know that I'm going to get home tonight and be like, Mark, we need to watch. Like, we need to get Hulu, whatever. We need to find a couple of episodes Hulu. to watch real quick. You know, but you think happen. you brought Cougar Town up the first time? I feel like I did. Yeah. And so that's how we got to know each other. That sounds like something I would do. And then, and then, like, digest on the drive home, be like, what an idiot. God, we're <laughs> what a stupid thing to do. Like, that sounds like something I would do. Sometimes I think after. Well, I always talk about the fact that, like, how you somebody says something to you like aggressively and then like later on you're like oh i should have said this oh yeah 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 well mine it happens with doing good things or giving glory to god for something that Mm. 
I'll be driving home and be like, all I had to say was, that's what God would have me do. And instead I said, well, I'm pretty awesome. Right. <laughs> Got to work on that humility. Kind of close there. I mean, <laughs> right. they're, they're kind of the same. But and it's funny because over the God years, made me that way. the time is getting shorter. So I think I'm getting closer to the Holy Spirit. Like now it's only like five minutes later. Whereas before it'd be like the next day, I'd be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Now it's like, I could have said that and I didn't, but I was, you know, closer to that. So similar. Hmm. Similar. Yeah. So what was your job like both? I mean, are they similar now? At Ronald McDonald House, not in obviously style mm-hmm. of management and everything else, but are you still in development? Yep, and doing the same things. Yep. So it's the same responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And is it similar to, I mean, in sales, what did you do with the Heart Association? Fundraising. So that was the first time you did fundraising. Mm, you, Nonprofit yeah. fundraising. Well, I mean, the Caring Foundation was, but. My role there was different. So, right. yes and no. But, well, so how different is it being in a career of sales hmm. and being in fundraising? Not as different as you might think. Um, I wouldn't think, but <laughs> one might think. Well, that's so true. Because both you're selling something. Well, it's, real, it's, less, uh, it's less about selling something and it's more about identifying a need and identifying a solution. I wouldn't say it's a problem and a solution. It's a need and a solution. And a relationship in between. Correct. Um, Mara, I don't know if you remember Mara. Mara talked to me a lot about she sees her job as we got a rogue pretzel ball over here. <laughs> There's another drop for you. Found it. Uh, dropped pretzel. Drop, drop. So <laughs> he talked about um, drop, drop. Drop, drop. Don't say it's, drop. Uh, drop. Matchmaking. It's matchmaking. It's matchmaking, really. It's Talk to me about what you need. I'm going to tell you what we have and where do they intersect. And I've always been of the mindset, even back, I mean, gosh, when I worked at the mall, for heaven's sakes, and silly silly little retail jobs. Where did you work at the mall? Where didn't I work at the mall? Bath and Body Works. National Record Mart. Come on. No. Oh. Close, though. I mean, all the... Silverman's. Sorry. Silverman's. Chess King. Oh, Jeff King. Warner Brothers Studio Store. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Aeropostale, or Aristotle, as people used to call it. Like, can't you people read? <laughs> Aeropostale is maybe the greatest around? store of all time. No. Other than American Eagle. Really? <laughs> so. I just know we're better, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. But I could, yep. No, you no. You learned so even back then. That you can't force what you want to sell onto someone else. So like there, I, there was a, do you remember County seat? Sure. Ca- you it mean was, where Rachel worked? Did she really? Sure did. Phenomenal. It was all about jeans, right? <laughs> That's what I remember. County seat being all about jeans and people would come into Aeropostale and be like, do you sell black jeans? I'm like, no, we don't. But County seat sells them. And my manager, like, why aren't you I'm like, they want black jeans. We don't sell them. Like if someone came in here and asked for a burrito, would you try to sell them a sweater? <laughs> like they don't want Like that's not what they're here for. Like give them what they want. And then you say, We've got lots of sweaters, so go find your black jeans and come back up, and I'll help you pick out a sweater to go with it. Like, So mm-hmm. it's matchmaking. It's what do you need? What do we have? Where do those th- two things intersect? And for me, it's it's not just about the families that we serve, but it's about the donors who make that possible. So mm-hmm. it's finding out what's important to you as a donor. I have an agenda. I have a goal. I have a, a, a target to hit, but... I can't force you to be part of that. And if I come across, like, then you don't, then you're no longer Brian and Chris and you're, you're, you're a number and that's not what relationships are. That's brilliant. Unless you're number one. (laughs) 
<laughs> so how is it knowing though, like there's a certain amount of, you know, uh, valor or you can get some, some positive vibes about, Hey, I hit my number and I did this and I did that. And Hey, great. ESPN's going to stay on the air until the fan comes on, but 93, seven, the fan that is, but Paul Alexander, we have come full circle yet again. But what is it now, like knowing, like, yeah, does it does it mean more when it's Children's Hospital or Ronald McDonald House? Yes, which is part of the reason I left ESPN. Like, it was a good gig, and it was a lucrative gig at the time. But I oh, wanted you got out before the ship sank. Yeah, yeah. I well, I I wanted more. Maybe that's why. They always say Amy or Amon. She left. Yeah, I know. And then just I, went downhill from there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wanted. I wanted more. I wanted more responsibility. I wanted um, I wanted growth, and that wasn't available. And so I started really thinking about, like, do, is this really what I want more of? And mm. then I realized that I missed, because I had been in nonprofit before, and I missed that feeling. And I know it sounds kind of Pollyanna-ish, but I missed that feeling of doing something that was bigger. Mm-hmm. Because all due respect to the customers I served, and I had some really awesome customers on the air, if I helped you sell more pizzas or more tissues or whatever, like that's great. And I'm glad and I want to help your business. But what's that? What's that doing? Like, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I trust me. I mean, I sold a lot of wine. Well, I also I was commission <laughs> based great. and right. I wanted to start a family. And I, and I can remember. And obviously, that was so many years ago that if I had that same type of job now, it would be a different financial picture. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like. Some months I would make a hundred dollars. Some months I would make a thousand dollars, and I was like, "How do you have a yeah?" Like I don't know what the heck my income is, and mm-hmm. so it, I wanted stability in that sense also. Mm-hmm. And Ronald McDonald mm-hmm. yeah, House is doing well. You hit your numbers. Yeah. Everybody's good. Yeah, Family's doing, being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, one of the things I think I'm most proud of with the the charity is that throughout the entire pandemic, we have never had to close our doors. Mm -hmm. And there are other chapters who had to close for Mm. an extended period of time, um, both due to financial reasons, but also for COVID and whatever else. But we were able to maintain, I say normal, quote unquote, normal operations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, through the entirety. And that meant that we could welcome families when they needed to be there. And that also meant that in most cases, we truly had families that were in the greatest need because so many families opted to like if we didn't have to be traveling we didn't because of covid if we didn't have to go to pittsburgh we didn't if we didn't have to be hospitalized we didn't we found other ways so we had you know like the sickest of the sick and those dire of circumstances kind yeah yeah man well that's awesome yeah real quick uh as we head towards you know wrapping up what is the best and hardest part about being a mom (laughs) and those they hopefully they're separate but well, it could be the same. I was going to say the 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 best and hardest part is um, watching them gain independence. That is the best part mm-hmm. when I watch that light bulb moment for either one of the girls. And they're five years apart. So they're very different light bulb moments. I often refer to it as like mom whiplash because I'm helping Abby with something very dramatic and important in 13. And then I'm like, how do you spell shoe, mom? And, you know, mm-hmm. like it's very different. Um, but when I watch them gain independence, um, I know we're doing our jobs mm-hmm. well and correctly. Mm-hmm. But also that's like the hardest part is like, oh, gosh, like when did it ha- like 
there's a that saying about like you don't always know the value of a moment until it's a memory sometimes that you like i don't remember when yep. i last bathed Alyssa because now right. she takes a shower we've talked about that before we talk about where you, you never, never know, know when it's going to be the last time yeah of something you know we were talking about like i think it was something simple like abby jumping into your arms in the pool Something like that, yeah. you know, like or Ethan jumping off of my arms. Well, you, yeah, yeah, that right. was the last time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, all right, Ethan, I'll do it one more time. <laughs> yeah. Do you but see like, that my shoulder is significantly lower? Actually, yeah. his hamstring almost was my hip. But yeah. then eventually, they just start jumping in the pool on their own, and you're yeah. like, oh, they don't need me anymore for that. Yeah. yeah. I remember watching like when Abby was starting to walk, and she would be like scooching up the stairs, and I was a half an inch behind mm-hmm. her, you know, hands out, you know, right behind her bum, and then, and I remember thinking like, I'm never gonna like leave her unattended and mm-hmm. and then and then you don't remember when it's like all right i'm going downstairs to start dinner i'll see you when you get down or like come on right. down and set the table in five minutes like when did that like when did that happen yeah um but somebody told me when when abby was itty bitty like your kids aren't going to ask you for a bottle and the car keys at, at the same moment right. like you're going to grow with them mm-hmm. and i i tell abby at least once a week i'm like you know what's really funny i've never had a 12-year-old before. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, I've never had a 12-year-old before. And then Alyssa will get smart because she's my kid. And she'll go, yeah, well, you had an 8-year-old before. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. So if I've screwed you up, you're telling me I didn't get it right the first time. And now I'm, like, repeating the mistake. But I think it's a really brilliant answer, too, because it's it's the the best and hardest. Right. And she it's, banged it's them both such, out. That's yeah. such a great answer. That is a good answer. Because it's so Thanks. true. They're good kids, though. I'm pretty blessed. So when you have that little window of time where you go, ah. I should have said, what will that be on your way home? What is it that, like you said, I really thought I was going to talk about anything I haven't brought to the table. Um, I mean, certainly not enough Cougar Town talk. I, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, there's always room for more Big Chuck and Big Joe and uh, I, R.I.P. I, I feel no. like we might have to do a part two because I, f- I feel like we've just scratched the surface. We with, didn't touch no, on we, a lot. We haven't really talked about emotional needs in, in very oh, substantial yeah, ways. So. Yeah, I, I do think it's funny that I have, what wait, where is it? Uh, affection is a seven, but attention is a three. I'm like, how do you get affection without attention? I'm going to hug oh, you, but Jake I'm not going to look you. at you. I'm not going <laughs> to say your name, but I'm just going to hug you. I'm going to be affectionate, but I'm not going to give you any attention. That was my own lame, lame interpretation of it. But well, it I actually chuckle. thought attention would be higher. Yeah, I kind of did too. So maybe we will have to have you back after you retake the test or something. Maybe it well, was it's a... like a snapshot in time. So it's a, I'll bet you I could take it 10 times. And it's nah, different. it comes up pretty similar. You think? More often than not. Did we do this in your good to great? We did. I have to go find my folder. Oh, you wait, you're that organized? You still have your folder? <laughs> I know I have it. I was saying, where is it? Oh, so well, how organized filed. am I? Is it by month or is it by activity? <laughs> Cross-reference the sheet. You'll find it in the index. A negative. I'll find yes. it. I know It's a manila folder. I can picture it. I know what it looks like. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on uh, I don't think there's emotional needs with one question. Your highest is encouragement. Heck yeah, man. And I didn't look at yeah, and support's kind of low. I mean, you don't have a lot of variance in your answers. Like, I know. That's weird, right? You know, They're your all highest like... is eight. Your lowest is three, which is attention, which we both think is crap. <laughs> so but Change approved. Make it different. Support is four. So are you much? Yeah, well, that's, that's obvious as far as support being low. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want someone to help you. Heck no. <laughs> but I'll be mad if you don't. At the same time. You know what I mean? Like sometimes no. sometimes I'm that person that I'm like, can't you see I'm drowning? I can do it all myself. But can't you see that I need help? But I'm fine. I can do it all by myself. I'm kind of nuts well, that way. God but that's bless where the Mark. encouragement would come in Mark. though, right? Because you want, wouldn't you want somebody to maybe not come along and help you do it, but to say, you could definitely do this. You, you got it. Yeah. That's why I say there's a difference between being allowed to do something and encouraged. 
like to me again those are like that's a distinction that i feel like is kind of slight but also very no that's brilliant that is very distinct being allowed to versus being encouraged you know when i would ask the basketball coach at the high school hey can you promote you know we want some of the guys to play volleyball well he wouldn't get in the way of it but he sure didn't promote it Mm -hmm. and he kind of let it know i don't want you to do this but i'm not going to tell you you can so he allowed it but he didn't encourage it yeah so yeah that difference is easy i I think what we need to look at is i'm interrupting you and i apologize you're fine it's your podcast because you said no it's our podcast all of us you said i want to do it on my own but can't you see that i'm doing it so what's that other need because the the doing it on my own is the lack of need of support i don't Mm -hmm. want you to help me do it but is it the attention i want you to know that i'm doing it is it appreciation which is i want you to appreciate that i'm doing this it's that it's a lot of that yeah it's a lot of that because but i also i'm not a um boy now we're gonna get we're gonna get into part two i am not i in saying this statement it's going to sound completely contradicting i am not somebody who would toot my own horn no you want somebody else to I want someone to notice it. I want mm-hmm. someone to be aware of. I want someone to be proud of. I want someone to recognize it and acknowledge it. But I'm not going to do that. Precisely. And I'm, and I'm getting better at, you'd be very proud of me. I'm getting much better at simply saying thank you and not always being like, ah, whatever. Like, you know, like. <laughs> Tell you, me more. Yeah, exactly. You look nice tonight. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, my, my hair looks like crap. You know, like it, mm-hmm. it's that I'm getting better at simply saying like, thank you. Or that's nice of you to say. Um, I had somebody email me the other day. Amy, you're doing a fabulous job. And I said, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. Like acknowledging mm-hmm. that it was kind of them to say that. And I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, whatever. I could have done so much better. Or, or even like, no, 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 it's really the team. Because I'm like, you know what? Sometimes it's 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 me and that's right. okay. Like, you know, quite <laughs> yeah. frankly, like the conductor is an important part of the orchestra too, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is that need for appreciation because you had that met growing up or because you didn't have that met growing up? I think it's probably some, I, I've, I've heard this posed several times in your podcast. And I think it's, for me, it's kind of a combination of both. Mm. Um. I mentioned that my sister was very athletic had and a big, had a big spotlight. Yeah. And, but a big spotlight in demonstrative ways, right? Like, sh- like no one came and like stood and cheered for me while I took a test, yeah. but we would be on the side. <laughs> That'd be real weird. <laughs> you can do it. Fill in that bubble. Come on. Use a number two pencil. But we were on the sidelines cheering for her, for her games. We, she lettered, we had banquets, we had like all of those things that you do to celebrate athletes. And so there was a lot of like, outward you know she had a letter jacket like i didn't letter in math you know what i mean hell no i didn't let her math i can't even add sometimes so that i think it's it's somewhere in the middle like but my parents were very cognizant of like these are this is you know who amy is as an individual this is who jen is as an individual so so you got it but yeah. still just by nature didn't get it as much as just got it differently different. yeah got it different i mean because i have i i mean i still have dean's list certificates hanging on my wall like you know what i mean right and mm-hmm. you didn't put them in a frame no. mom did my mom did no oh. i think she might win like for most healthy parent raising of anybody we've had on the show mm. yet it sounds pretty healthy i mean other than my parents eric your parents brian though <laughs> they're at the top top but then <laughs> other than that because okay. yeah. we never talked bad about i came home parents. my first semester and i had made the dean's list and i was all excited and i was so proud of myself my sister's like boy you're dumb and i thought she was like <laughs> being sarcastic like but you know you're 
And I was like, oh, come on, Jen. And she's like, seriously, she's like, first semester? She's like, now you know that you set the bar that high? Mom and dad are going to expect it every semester. And I was like, oh, Jen. I she's like, nana boo boo. And did you uh, maintain it? Yeah. Look seven at of, you. Seven of eight semesters. Showed I her. Which one, I forget which one I didn't hit, but there was one that I didn't make Dean's list. I don't Take remember. that, Jen. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> seven of eight semesters. Well, Amy, I, I look forward to the next time you're on the show. Yeah. And, Absolutely. Uh, I hope it was good for you. I hope you enjoyed yeah, it. Yes, it was a blast. Thank you. I, I didn't all. overthink too much, did I? Not at all. Sweet. Yeah, she's right in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Hey, thanks. That's it for episode 157. Uh, please make sure to give us a like or follow on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, do take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye. See ya. See ya in two weeks. Two weeks. Enjoy your vacation. Bye. All right. What do I, no. Do I have to? Um. No. I must be forgetting about. No. <laughs> Brian Tracy eat that frog. Hmm. Anybody ever read mm-hmm. that book? No. 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 He had a connection to the Wienermobile. People are like, ugh, Franklin. Worrying is one of my superpowers. <laughs> Don't get sunburned. You cannot go back to school tomorrow. Sunburned. <laughs> they will wonder what happened to you. You cannot get sunburned. I don't want to be responsible anymore. Just for like a minute. And then I'm like, that's so silly. We got a rogue pretzel ball over here. You can do it. Fill in that bubble. Come on, use a number two pencil. Like if someone came in here and asked for a burrito, would you try to sell them a sweater? Like they don't want, like, that's not what they're here for.